RadioInfluence.com. You are sitting ringside with David Penzer on Radio Influence. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Sitting Ringside. My name is David Penzer, and we are so happy that you are here once again to listen to this thing we called a podcast coming to you exclusively from the Radio Influence Studios in downtown beautiful St. Petersburg, Florida. We are happy to be with you once again, and we're going to have a kind of unique episode this week, and we're hoping that you dig it. First of all, before I get started, I want to thank all the fans for all the positive input. Uh, on the Dale Torborg Kiss Demon interview. Uh, I spoke to Dale. Dale was uh, thrilled with it and got a lot of feedback on social media about both Twitter and Facebook because Dale posted it on Facebook. Usually I stay away from Facebook and and only talk wrestling on Twitter, but got a lot of uh, positive feedback from a lot of different people. And I've been, uh, as I said, I've been trying to get that interview set for uh, about nine months now. So I was glad to finally do it. I was glad to finally talk to him. I thought it was uh, entertaining as hell. And I thank you for basically agreeing with me. If you have any input on anything sitting ringside or anything professional wrestling related, uh, you could hit me up as, as always on Twitter at David Penzer, all one word, or at Penzer Ringside. Always love to interact with the wrestling fans. Uh, somebody put something up, uh, uh, tagged me the other day about showing Randy uh, Savage uh, slapping the hell out of me during a Savage DDP match. And I went ahead and, and told the story behind the story on Twitter about that, about how Michael Buffer was horrified because Michael Buffer wasn't smartened up to the fact that I was going to get smacked around. And, and in Michael's, you know, bless Michael Buffer, in his mind, ring announcer was off limits. You know, he's a boxing guy. So, ring, you know, you don't mess with the ring announcer or the state commission you know, we'll suspend you. Well, this is a whole nother world. After uh, the match, are you okay? Did you, that's unacceptable that they would get you involved in a match. And I was like, uh, Mike, uh, I hate to tell you this, but he asked me if it was okay. And I said, yes. And if I didn't, probably somebody else would be here next week because that's the way wrestling is. He's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, it blew his mind. And uh, so it's funny how somebody just tagged me in a post of of an 11 second clip and I was able to tell the story behind the story and a lot of fans retweeted and responded. And so just a little example of how um, how I like to interact on Twitter. So if you have not already hit me up at David Penzer, all one word. At Penzer Ringside is the site of the show. And we thought we'd do something interesting today. We thought that we'd follow up with a few of our favorite guests and people that have new projects going on and that have new things going on in their life since we last spoke to them. So we thought we'd do a follow-up show and really eager to see how it goes, really eager to see what you guys think of it. We're going to follow up with Tony Schiavone. We're going to follow up with Tyrus and we're going to follow up with Jeff Jarrett and see how they are doing. And I think it should be interesting uh, to do a follow-up show and we hope you enjoy it. So, uh, if you have any ideas on who you'd like to see interviewed as we continue to rock and roll through the end of 2018 and into 2019 on City Ringside, again, be sure to hit us up and let us know. I've uh, got a lot of cool guests planned. And if uh, you like this follow-up show, maybe we can make it a 
you know, three or four times a year deal. So without further ado, we're going to follow up with some of our favorite guests. And we're going to start out with my old boss. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to City Ringside, the one and only Tony Schiavone. All right, I want to welcome back to City Ringside and catch up with one of my favorite people in the professional wrestling business who's retaken the wrestling world by storm. We spoke to him about a year ago, a little, maybe a little less, and um, talked about him re-entering the world of professional wrestling. It was supposed to be a, a part-time deal, and he's still going strong, and, and uh, now is about to go out on tour. So please welcome my former boss. You may still be my boss. I don't know. i got to check into it. Tony Schiavone, welcome back to City Ringside. How are you, sir? David, it's good to talk to you again. And uh, I don't know if I'm taking the wrestling world by storm or not, but I'm kind of back into it. And if I'm your boss, then Conrad Thompson's got to be my boss. So uh, we're all getting bossed around a little bit, I guess, in wrestling. That's a whole new story. On a whole other story with Conrad, you got to next time you see Conrad, you got to remind him to uh, we're working on a project together. And uh, he's so busy with 40 zillion things. Uh, it's hard to get him on the phone. I, I, you know, he has the box of gimmicks.com. I'll give him a cheap plug where if you buy like a t-shirt, you get a phone call from whoever, like if you buy a Tony, a Lois rules t-shirt, you call right. the fan. I'm like thinking like to get my project finished with, with, uh, Conrad, I'm going to have to buy a Conrad t-shirt just to get the phone call, but that's neither here nor there. I, I'm not burying him at all. He is. I, I don't know how there's enough hours in the day for everything he has to do. So God bless him. And one yeah. of these days we're going to finish it and, uh, and we're going to launch, uh, save with Penzer.com. I'm, uh, uh, I'm working with him on a real estate project that will benefit, uh, all of us, I believe, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, just got out off on the Conrad stuff. So last we spoke, you were going to, uh, Conrad had lured you back. You were going to do this until your daughter's wedding. And then you're going to wrap things up and, uh, remind me when your daughter got married. Congratulations, by the way, to you and Lois. Thanks, uh, David. She was married March 24th. So I'm not good at math, which is why I didn't graduate from University of Florida. But this is November, and March was, I think, like many more months ago. And right. not, not only are you still doing this, you're on Patreon, you're touring, uh, you're on M- you're still on MLW, you're still, which we'll talk about. Uh, so. What changed? What kept it back in? You're just having too much fun? Yeah. Uh, listen, I uh, and you'll learn this when you start working with Conrad closely. Uh, he's an amazing guy. Uh, I mean, he really is. He is. Uh, and if he could, uh, I, if he could, like, breed himself and there could be three of them. Yeah. God knows what could what, what could happen in this business. Well, the, the unfortunate part about that is, David, is that he married Ric Flair's daughter. So if he breeds. It's going to be have the flare, <laughs> the flare blood in him too. So it may be a maybe a combination of a guy who's brilliant and a guy who's uh, just of, uh, out there, as you know. I guess that's the best way I can describe Rick uh, right now. Uh, so he just, uh, I, I thought, I got to thinking that, you know, I, uh, I'm really enjoying this, and we're making money. And uh, he had an idea about Patreon. And uh, so I actually I went to the wedding that day, still thinking I wasn't going to do it. But uh, we the uh, the episode, uh, we did an episode of our podcast at my daughter's reception. Uh, 
Oh, my goodness. Now, yeah. I have to listen to that. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One of the greatest lines in the world was, <laughs> Con- Lois walks walks up to us, we're talking, but, and Conrad interviews all the sons, all my boys. Sure. And uh, he asked Lois, he said, Lois, did, did you ever ride Space Mountain? <laughs> and she said, Yes. And he said, how was it? She said, I don't know. I had my eyes closed. <laughs> and she thought she thought she he was talking about the actual ride at Disney World. OK, and we, we all know what he was talking about. It was great. And everybody went crazy, popped big time uh, when she said that. But uh, during that interviews, those interviews, all my sons told me how uh, how happy of a person I've been uh, since I started the podcast. And I, and I started uh, getting back into wrestling and uh, doing things for MLW and how they've seen a difference in me. And so I say, you know what, if if it has changed my outlook on uh, on things, then, yeah, why don't I do it? So I decided to go ahead and do it. And then little did I know uh, that uh, with Patreon, uh, we would have to do two bonus podcasts a month. Uh, we would I would do something live on Patreon every week. Uh, we would do videos on Patreon. So the it uh, it's been worth my while financially, but it really really keeps. It's, I'm pretty much slammed doing stuff all the time for either Patreon or the other jobs. So uh, it just during the wedding there, David, we I decided we'll give it a shot, and um, well, I I think it was the right decision because I'm having I'm really having a great time, and you know I'm having a great time uh, crapping on people. Uh, in the wrestling business behind the scenes who really crapped on us, if you know sure. what I mean. No. Uh, and yeah, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> Which leads me to my next point. So we were, yeah. I was going to ask you about Starcast, but we were at Starcast. Uh, I was there hosting some stuff for a fight and you were there hosting some panel shows and, um, uh, Everybody who listens to your podcast knows you have a, a good sense of humor. And, and I remember when I first started out in WCW and we'd drive down the road or talk in your office and, you know, you, you were a, a humorous guy. You could tell a story for sure. Um, but you, you were just uh, talk about it. Your, your kids say you're a different person. It wasn't only me, Eric Bischoff. Um, uh, uh, I, I, I can't even remember how many people Diamond Dallas Page. They were all like, when did Tony Schiavone become this funny? Nobody, nobody uh, ever saw you with a sense of humor. And I think I asked you if you, you know, if that's just something that's come since you've been doing this or if you were funny before you were miserable in WCW. And I believe the answer was you were funny before you were miserable in WCW. But people yeah. were blown away. I mean, you got up there. God bless you. And it's still available on fight. You got up there and did a comedy routine, maybe 10, 15 minutes right after Ron Funches, who's one of the funniest people I've seen. And right. You, you stood toe to toe with the guy. Now, I don't know how much planning you had put into that or if it was off the cuff, but uh, how did you get so funny? Well, uh, I, David, I, I think being married 37 years will, will turn you either to a, a funny guy or a, <laughs> a, a miserable guy. Well, I can and, tell uh, you that I've been married 26 years now and I'm neither funny nor miserable. So, uh, <laughs> OK, <laughs> uh, I guess you know, I and, and you know, uh, you know, my wife very well and, yes. you know, Lois very well. And she's she's funny, too. Yes. She is. Uh, and so we just uh, or I just have been thinking of these jokes to tell. 
and uh, and we'll use her as a sounding board for jokes. And uh, I do this routine all the time in front of her. And I say, hey, I got something else I want to tell you. Uh, and so she said, Hey, you ought to tell that on your podcast or you ought to leave that one alone or whatever. So I just got up there and, and started telling funny stuff. And not only that, David, I, uh, when I, and I do a lot of traveling by car, especially during football season, I do a lot of traveling by car. And when I travel by car, I listen to, um, I listen to Spotify, but I don't listen to music. I listen to comedians. Uh, uh and, uh, uh, yeah, I just absolutely love uh, Lewis Black and just think he's the, the I think he's the funniest comedian I've ever been around in my life. And I listen to him. I listen to him over and over again. And he has the same outlook on life that I do. So I like to uh, kind of use uh, try to use his um, his technique about, you know, uh, using the F-bomb a lot and uh, saying things like that and talking back to the, the audience. Uh, so. Um, I've always, I always was into comedy. I always was. Never thought I could stay. Being into comedy, being able to stand up on stage and do it is, is a different thing. But it's worked. And, but I also, listen, David, uh, that was also an audience that knew me and knew who Tony Schiavone was and were wrestling fans. So they were probably pretty much going to laugh just about anything I said. And no, I, and but I got you were that. funny, though. It, like Jeff Jarrett was another one. What What the? Nobody could believe. And it's not an insult to you. You just never were. I mean, nobody would have thought you could have done a stand up routine that could have uh, matched uh, Funches. And uh, it was great stuff, which leads me full circle to what you were talking about, which is. Yeah. You were talking about how now you get to make fun of people that 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 made our lives miserable in in WCW. Yeah. If you could if you would have discovered this inner comedian, then mm-hmm. you could, I'm, I'm thinking like back in 2000 after every uh, Nitro, we could have yeah. like we could have like put you on open bar or you know yeah. or have a bar open for about an hour and a half and then yeah. put you on stage for like a 30 minute set and everybody <laughs> that was miserable would have been like they would have gotten it all out of their system you could have done you know uh yeah. net yother jokes and uh yeah. and, you know I, I don't want to get too personal but uh uh well, this- hey listen listen Ed, since you since you said a net's name uh we had a live show in 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 charlotte uh, I, I saw and, that. Right. And we uh, my special guest probably saw that was David Crockett. Yes, sir. Uh, and uh, God, I just, you know, because I, I started my career with the Crockett's and they right. meant a lot to me. And it was just it was a very special moment to have him there. And David was very polite. You know, he didn't he didn't talk about he didn't do F-bombs like I did. He, he I think he said shit one time. I'm not sure. But he just he kept it clean. And of course, I kept it filthy. And uh they were uh, Conrad asked him about working in WCW, and he said, "Well, I just try to keep my looking straight, my head above water, and watch out for the people who are trying to put bullets in my back." And there were a pause, and then he said, "And I'm talking about Craig and Annette." And I thought, <laughs> I thought I would fall out of my chair. I mean, he went right to the jugular. I mean, <laughs> just like that. Um, but uh, I, I think we all know, and I don't want to get into this too much of the, about them, but. Uh, they uh, they certainly did their, their best to take over the company. It didn't work, and uh, and I think we all suffered because of it. 
Yeah, I tried to lead you on Twitter somewhere along those lines. I know you did. And yeah. you, you didn't I, I just ignored you. I completely ignored you, yeah. <laughs> Which you do mostly on Twitter. Hey, <laughs> so speaking of Twitter, I was on Twitter and, and somebody put up, and they tagged me, and I think they tagged Conrad, uh, a clip of you introducing Jerry Lawler uh, as your broadcast partner for the XWF. And yeah. I just uh, I didn't see that clip. Uh, oh, I, it's on YouTube. But um, you talk about, you know, one of the reasons that you wanted to come back and be a part of the XWF was to be sitting next to, uh, you know, Jerry Lawler. And and behind the scenes, Jerry Lawler was already gone. I don't know if you knew that, but uh, he had agreed to do those tapings. What are your memories? Uh, you know, the fan wanted to know what did your memories of the XWF tapings are? You know, my you know, my my uh, the memory that's the clearest to me was uh, the fact that uh, that was. You know, after Heenan and I had our falling out and Heenan was backstage and he was having trouble talking. And that was the first time, uh, the beginning of, you know, uh, I guess cancer or whatever. Right. Uh, And I remember that. And I also remember and it's a it's a it's a story that I've told before on my podcast. You know, we all had this first production meeting. I don't know if you we all got together Mm -hmm. and I was sitting beside Road Warrior Hawk (laughs) and. uh, Jerry Sags, I mean, Brian Nobbs got up and started speaking. And Hawk looked at me and he says, if Nobbs is running this, we don't have a prayer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I remember thinking, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, and But, you know, I, I thought we did some pretty good stuff. I thought it was good TV tape, and I'm really, really surprised it didn't last longer. It was great stuff, and, and I think you and I are the only ones who didn't get a, jo- a job at WWE uh Based on those tapings, they really came in and uh, they took Hogan and they took Kurt Hennig and they took Bobby back and Gene back and 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 so many people got um, got jobs. And so uh, I've told the story before when we went to take the when they went to take the tapes around, uh, people liked the tapes. They were like, uh, "Oh, you got Lawler, yeah? Well, no, no, he's not there anymore. Uh, you got Kurt Hennig, you know." Hulk Hogan's great. He's the biggest star in, in wrestling. No, yeah, but, you know, so it was one of those things that uh, we produced something we couldn't reproduce. Right. And because of that, we couldn't sell it. Also, as you know, um, Turner had just uh, canceled a top 10 rated television show because they didn't want wrestling on their network. Right. So that wasn't the easiest uh, a bullet to navigate as well. Uh, you know, because everybody in the cable industry is going, why would they, you know, they're still t- top 10. You know, most people didn't know, that, you know, most executives from other networks didn't know the inner workings and all the craziness that went on. All they knew is that they were opening up their 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 syndicated ratings each week and they saw WCW Nitro was still up there and Turner just like, you know, gave it away. So it, it was it was a tough road to hoe, but um, uh, it was fun to have you there. And uh yeah, it's funny because Nobbs is still at it, you know, doing the Legends of Wrestling shows. And we did one um, uh, recently and uh, Eric was on there and Eric uh, was was talking about how he couldn't believe because because Nobbs is sober now, which is which adds right. a whole new dimension right. to Brian Nobbs. So yeah. Eric was saying he couldn't believe. And I think we talked about it when Eric came on my show a couple of months ago, how he was working for Brian Nobbs. And not only that, Brian Nobbs did a sold out Legends of Wrestling event. Um, uh, I believe what we were in, uh, Detroit. And so, 
Yeah, it's come full circle. Tell me about um, MLW. You were excited about it when we spoke. It was right at the uh, beginning of it. I think you had only done one taping or two tapings, and you had said I should come down to Orlando, and now you guys are all over the place. Um, tell me about how they've expanded and, 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 and how you're enjoying your time with them. Well, they've got good people in place, David. I, I think that, uh, and I'm talking more behind the scenes than I am in wrestling. You know, I, I always thought that's what, that's why Vince had a leg up on the Crockett's and Vince had a leg up on everybody. He had good production people. Uh, uh, Court Bauer used to work for Vince, and of course, he, th- he runs the company. Uh, and uh, Nelson Swagler, who was one of, uh, you know, the original production uh, gurus with Vince, uh, works behind the scenes as well. Uh, we got uh, we got a couple of guys who are like uh, Alex Greenfield, who works for us and he worked for Vince and guys who had a lot of experience in the wrestling business. Um, plus, uh, they're bringing in uh, a lot of pretty good talent and they're bringing a lot of talent from uh, from Mexico as well. And um, so I- I'm enjoying what I'm doing and we're and we're going different. We were just in Chicago. We're going down to Miami soon. Uh, we got to go to. We're going to go to Philadelphia. We're going to go back to New York, um, and uh, they got the the BN Sports uh, connection. Uh, I'm not. I don't. I don't know how many cable systems BN BN Sports is on. It used to be on my Comcast, and it's now longer, no longer on there. I guess if you have Directv, you have it. And if you love soccer, I guess you're going to get it because it's really soccer intense. Uh, and the people in down in Miami with BN Sports love us. Uh, and I really think if you watch the show, it's a good show. It's it's a well-produced show. Uh, and that's saying something. If you think about where we were at Guilt Nightclub in Orlando, which is just a little nightclub venue, it looked good. It was a good show. And sure. so I'm really I'm really enjoying working with uh, Rich Bocchini and Matt Stryker works with us as well. And I'm just having a lot of fun. And uh, there's, you know, David, there's uh, here's what one of the reasons I'm really having a lot of fun is. Uh, there's no pressure on me at all. I mean, I uh, they bring me in to think, oh, my God, Tony Schiavone's here. He's going to help us out a great deal. And Court had asked me on some, one time, he said, if you have any suggestions about how to better do things, please let me know. And I went, you got it, Court. <laughs> but, the, <laughs> but the hell if I'm going to do that anymore. No more. No more producing for me, man. You know, I'm just going to I'm just going to announce and go home. I don't and, think uh, that people, not to interrupt you, but I don't think that people realize how many hats you wore in WCW other than, uh, you know, being play-by-play commentator on almost every show uh, towards the end. I don't, I'm, you know, executive producer, producer. You had a whole staff of people, of producers under you. And uh, it was a lot of pressure, especially in an environment that wasn't exactly uh, a blast towards the end but yeah people yeah. asked me about um tna when i was uh, with tna and kind of same with me i had no while i wanted them to do well i had no personal investment in their success or failure it was just i got to go i got to hang and talk to don west and mike <coughs> Tanay and and you know go do my deal go back to the bar have a couple drinks and and it, you know i didn't you know have a emotional investment in it and uh uh, like I did with the XWF and WCW, so that was uh, those. Those are some good memories, and I understand exactly what you're saying about just showing up and doing your main gig and, and not having to worry about the craziness that goes on sometimes. Yeah. So, um, so you do you do the uh, the the Gwinnett Braves, you right. do the um, 
the podcast, you do the Patreon stuff, you do the Georgia Bulldogs football pre and post show and produce the, the, the games, and now the Georgia basketball. Um, do you have time to do <laughs> – I don't have – I don't know how you have time to be talking to me right now. Is there anything that you've talked – that you've thought about maybe dropping or are you no. just going to keep on rocking and rolling? No, I also work for a radio station in Atlanta, uh, 92.9 The Game, uh, and I do part-time work for them and um, do a wrestling show every week. We used to do a wrestling show on the air, and now we do it basically online. They wanted me to do it on air, but because of my schedule, I wasn't there every Wednesday night to do it, so we do it once a week. And I have an air shift I do usually on Tuesdays, although because of basketball season, my air shift has not been coming around as much. Uh, I basically, for the first time in my life, have an absolute calendar that I have uh, that I share with Lois. Uh, to to point me in all the directions I need to go. Uh, we were in Philadelphia uh, Tuesday night uh, doing a basketball game. And uh, because of uh, we were on charter airplane and because the, we had problems with the flight, I didn't get home till 6 a.m. Oh, geez. So yesterday was not a good day. Uh, and uh, then uh, Conrad and I did a podcast this morning and I don't have anything today. That's why I was able to, uh, you know, be able to talk to you. But tomorrow I've got a basketball game. Saturday I got a football game, and Sunday we leave for uh, the Grand, for the Cayman Islands with a basketball team for three days. Uh, and then I come back on Thanksgiving Day, and I've got a football game that Saturday and that Sunday. Conrad and I have to cut another podcast. It's just, and then of course we've got live shows coming up, and it's just, it's just crazy. Uh, Within the last week, uh, my birthday was on November 7th, which was, a, which was a Wednesday. Happy birthday. Well, thank you very much. I'm getting old, David, as you know. Uh, and, uh, Aren't so, we all? Yes, we are. So I, my birthday was November 7th, which is a Wednesday. November 8th, I flew to Chicago. I flew back from Chicago on Friday the 9th uh, and did a basketball game that night. Did a football game on the uh, on the 10th in Athens, drove to Charlotte and did the comedy zone. And then Tuesday drove to Athens again on the plane to go to Philadelphia and got back, uh, got back on Wednesday from Philadelphia. So that's kind of what my week has been like within the last week. Uh, and, uh, it's funny, uh, right after my birthday was maybe the busiest week of my life, which I guess was, was testing me to see if I could still do this stuff, but I'm busier really than I've ever been. I'm, and I'm, and I'm talking about even back when we were doing WCW, but the, the 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 pressure is not what it was in WCW, and as you know, that pressure just wears you down. Sure. And uh, I don't have that pressure uh, because uh, I, I think just the timing is right for me and my career to, to get back into wrestling. You know, it's uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder type deal. Sure. And you're not hearing Tony Schiavone on every show, so I'm not overexposed. And the people who are with us on Patreon are just diehard fans. Do love everything that we do. So it's all it's all really worth it right now. So I'm busy, but I'm enjoying every bit of it. You talked about going on the road. You have a uh, a live show in Atlanta coming up, I believe, December 2nd. Is that correct? Yes, that's and, correct. That is. Yeah. And this is an interesting kind of deal here because it's the day after the SEC championship game, which just happens to be your Georgia Bulldogs against Conrad, Alabama uh, football team. And uh so one of you is going to be in a miserable mood that day. Have, have yeah. you resigned your fact, your, yourself to the fact that that there's a decent chance that you're going to be in a miserable mood in your homecoming to Atlanta? 
I'm not going to be miserable. Uh, let me tell you why, David. Uh, <laughs> if, if the dogs lose, uh, if the dogs lose, I'm not going to be miserable because one thing uh, being in baseball has taught me, being with the baseball team has taught me. We play 144 games a year. Uh, is that you lose, you get over it, and you go on to the next one. I really, I really do not uh, base my week and my attitude and on whether the Georgia Bulldogs win or lose. And I really get over losses very, very – I want to see them win, of course. But if they lose, yeah, you know, it's kids playing football. It is. It's teenagers and kids playing football. So uh, I get over it real fast. I'm not going to be miserable if they lose. And, if I they, think, and I think Alabama could probably beat the Oakland Raiders. I don't know. Yeah, but. yeah. Well, you know, we'll see. I mean, again, then again, that's why they play the game. Alabama is sure. obviously going to be the favorite team. And, you know, we had a – Probably should have beaten Alabama last year for the national championship in that game. Sure. So Conrad strategically <laughs> did this, you see. Oh, so, so he could write off the trip to Atlanta, by the way. And yeah, exactly. See the plus, SEC football game. Plus, so he can drink his 12 beers. And he does. He drinks about 12 beers during the show. So he could drink his 12 beers during the show and stick it up my ass for two hours. That's what <laughs> he wants. And that's this is strategic. <laughs> so uh, if the Georgia Bulldogs happen to win – uh, I'm going to have a great time with him. I really, really am. So um, I, I'm looking forward. I, but no, I'm not going to be miserable if the dogs lose. But uh, if Alabama loses, then I'm going to do all all that I can to make him miserable. Well, considering that I hate Nick Saban with a lot of respect, but I, I I'm, I'm a big uh, Nick Saban uh, hater. Great coach, but uh, I just don't think he's a good person. I am hoping that. Uh, that you will be the one drinking 12 beers and Conrad will be the one uh, uh, a little miserable. Not that I want either of you guys to be miserable, but one of you guys is going to be. And as a Miami Hurricanes fan who was so excited going into the season with your ex-coach, Mark yeah. Richt, you know, yeah. uh, uh, it can't get much worse except we, well, beat, we beat Florida State. That's about the only positive thing I have to say. Yeah. Well, let, let me let me say this. I, I hate that because – uh, I, I got to know Mark Rick because I did his uh, morning radio show for 10 years, 12 years, 11, I can't remember. Uh, most of the time he was with us. And he and I became friends, not just working together, colleagues, friends. And when we go down to Miami in December for a couple of days, I'm going to go see him. Uh, and it breaks my heart that they're not doing well. Uh, Mark Rick is a good man. A, no, he's a great man and uh, a good friend. And uh, I, I really, really uh, am pulling for the Hurricanes because of him. And I, I think he'll t- I think he'll turn things around. I really do. I hope he does because uh, he and his family deserve it. I haven't lost trust in him, and he, uh, he's rebuilding a program, and he has a, a red shirt freshman quarterback. And so, knock on wood, you know, I hope better things are to come. It's just that, you know, the season, you know, last season was was so exciting. And then this season, there were so many possibilities and, and, and ex- expectations. It just didn't lead up. But again, in my household, if if, if if Miami beats Florida State, then that's like our bowl game there. That's the Pinzer yeah. family bowl game because my son and my wife are uh, Florida State fans and I'm a I'm a I'm a Kane fan. So that's the one thing I could lay my even if they don't make uh, a bowl game. You beat yeah. Florida State. Hey, wrap things up. Go ahead. Uh, let me ask you. Very, let me ask you very quickly. What do you think about the Florida Gators? 
You know, I, I really like their coach. I like Dan Mullen. Um, I, I think that they're the story of, other than the uh, UCF Knights, they're the story in this state. And um, was thought that they would do uh, well down the road, but surprised to see them doing as well as they are so soon. I think I'm not, you know, I went to school there, uh, but I was a I was a Miami fan growing up in South Florida way before I even went to school uh, up in up in Gainesville. But uh, I just think Dan Mullen's a class act, and um, I'm glad that he's having success. And uh, I think that if you're a Gator fan, you're probably happy about how things have gone this year and surprised. Yeah. Uh, well, just to put it in perspective at our household, uh, Lois and I uh, would cheer for a team from Al Qaeda over the floor of over the Florida Gators. OK. Uh, just to let you know, that's how we would do it. So, you, so okay. you're not happy for Dan Mullen's success? No, no, absolutely not. I hope he loses every game he plays by a thousand points. Oh, got to love it. Hey, I, one last question, yeah. then I'll let you go. Thank you for your time. Uh, have, have you had anything to do with WWE? I know that they are pretty open to bringing people in uh, to tell the, their side of, of history when they do these, these, uh, these specials and these uh, DVDs about different people that, that you might have been a part of uh, calling a lot of the action. Have, they, have you done anything with them? And if uh, so, how has it been? And if not, is it something that you think might be fun? Uh, who were you talking about again, David? WWE. Oh, the WWE. I, I did something with them. Uh, if you uh, and this was a couple of years ago, uh, there's a, a special called the Monday Night Wars. Uh, and they interviewed me for that. And I went to uh, and I went to Connecticut to do that. But other than that, I'm pretty much want to leave them alone. No interest. No, 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 I, no, no. Listen, I look, uh, David, you, you know, Arn Anderson, right? Yes, sir. And, very well. And you know Dean Malenko. Very well. Uh, and Jamie Noble and Fit Finley uh, and uh, the uh, the Armstrong kids. Uh, they're not kids anymore, but the Armstrongs uh, and uh, Johnny Laurinaitis. Uh, I've gone backstage and uh, at SmackDown and Raw. It is. It, they're not happy. I mean, they, look, they do not come up to me and say, I'm not happy. I can just see it. Uh, the, the business is wearing those kids down and those guys down. And I, I don't want to I don't want to go. I mean, it's just that's 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 high pressure stuff. So I don't want to I don't want to have anything to do with him at all. Yeah. Arn, Arn is a different guy, man. He's a different. Yes, guy. he is. Uh, yes, he is. You're exactly right. I saw him yeah. a couple of years ago backstage at the Hall of Fame and just a different guy. It almost looks like. Uh, and, and I don't want to talk bad about Arn because Arn is one of my best friends in the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he just looks like he's defeated, like he's just tapped yes. out and he's going yeah. along with whatever he has to do to, you know, earn a living. God bless him. But uh, Fit Finley, on the other hand, Fit Finley uh, just rolls with the changes. He's able to uh, roll with it a little bit more. But I, I understand what you're saying. And uh, uh but I was just curious if they had been in touch with you because, like, people like Bill Apter and and people like that, they have, a, you know, they'll go and interview them for, like, Jimmy Hart, who doesn't work for them. But, you know, they'll say, hey, Jimmy, we have, like, five 
uh, specials coming up. We want to, you know, ask you questions about it. Can we come down? So I wasn't right. I wasn't aware you did the Monday Night Wars thing. I'll have to check that out. Tony, congrats, congratulations again on your rebirth, so to speak. And um, good luck on the SEC championship. I'll actually be rooting for you. And um, hopefully you'll, whether it's uh, MLW or uh, whether it's um, – coming down and doing a live show with Conrad, you come by the Tampa area sometime and I could uh, take you guys out to dinner. Thank you, David. My best to your family, buddy. It's always good talking to you. Same here. Give Lois my best and the kids. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, Tony Schiavone, my good friend, my former boss, and uh, one of the funniest guys. I never thought I'd say that 15, 20 years ago. One of the funniest guys in the wrestling business right now. So if you don't, if you're the one person who doesn't uh, listen to or download What Happens When, be sure to check it out. It's uh, awesome stuff. Folks, we all know that guys are horrible at taking care of their health, whether it's a knee injury, a bad back, or something worse. Guys are usually more comfortable, quote-unquote, rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. I am guilty of it. I put everything off. Everything that has to do with my health, I put off. You know, I talked earlier about uh, Randy Savage slapping me around during that match. Uh, He didn't hurt me, thank God, but if he would have hurt me, uh, I probably would have blown it off and, 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 you know, who knows what. what, Hey, Kurt Angle, for real, we've talked that story uh, with Jeff, who's going to be with us a little bit later on, uh, and I didn't do anything. They wanted me to go get x-rays and all that stuff. And uh, when Kurt, uh, I still can't smile evenly due to that uh, whole thing, but uh, I blew it off and uh, looked like the elephant man for about a week and a half and took my $500 bonus and went home. And uh, yeah, guys just don't like going to the doctor and dealing with what they're dealing with. And of course, the same is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show that 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, I have a solution for you. Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED online. Roman's a one-stop shop where a licensed, underlying licensed U.S. physician could diagnose ED and ship medication right to your door. There are no waiting rooms with Roman, no awkward face-to-face conversations or uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com slash ringside, fill out a brief medical history, chat with a doctor, and get FDA-approved ED meds delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. And this is a perfect solution if you've been putting this off, as guys put off everything, as we've already established. Go online and get checked by a doctor. Erectile dysfunction is a problem that guys don't tackle. But with Roman, it's really easy, really, really easy. So take care of it now. For a free online visit, go to GetRoman.com slash ringside. That's GetRoman.com slash R-I-N-G-S-I-D-E for a free online visit. GetRoman.com slash ringside. You will not regret it. All right, on this week where we're catching up with some of our favorite guests, wanted to bring on a man who is a man of his word. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Tyrus, uh, Fox News personality and professional wrestler, back to sitting ringside. And when I say a man of his word, if you remember last time we had Tyrus on, he said if I was ever in New York, he was going to have me be his guest at the Greg Gutfeld show. And he even mentioned, and I thought you were joking, that I was going to, that you wanted me to announce him. Uh, 
uh, like ring announce style. And I did come to New York, and I was there, and uh, you gave me the uh, the the you know the, I was in the green room and met everybody, and and I thought you were kidding about the ring announce stuff, and so they said, oh, we, we want you to ring announce Greg Gutfeld, and so we we're about to do it, and then the the, <laughs> the microphone went out, which I think was was God's way of saying you need to come back again, like you know in a couple of months, and yeah, when the mic is. I think the MC rigged it. I think I think it was chicanery. <laughs> he was not. He was. He was not he was happy. <laughs> it's funny you go there because he was not happy. This guy's like the the cheer boo guy, which I've done before, and he was not happy because uh, he had to introduce the guests and then he had to hand over the mic to some jabroni in a pair of jeans and uh, who got to introduce Greg. He was not happy. And I, now that you mention it, I didn't I didn't think about that, but I think there was some chicanery going on. Yeah, you know, well, in our business, you know, like I said, you've entered, and I just uh, thought it would be cool because you've introduced some of the biggest names in the history of entertainment, sports entertainment, and uh, it was going to be an honor for Greg to get the introduction. So I just, it's never, we've never had an, an issue with a microphone before, and we haven't <laughs> since. So uh, he's kind of on my list. I haven't really spoken <laughs> to him since then because I feel like uh, he, he pulled a heel move, you know, he, uh, he broke the mic, and uh, it was unfortunate. But still, uh, look like you had a good time, and uh, yeah, you always have a standing invite anytime you're in New York to come to the It Africa was an show. absolute blast, and I thank you so much. Uh, I'm a huge fan, as you know, and uh, the only thing you couldn't make happen was drinks afterwards. But Greg had to rush to get on a plane to go to a book signing, so uh, so maybe next time uh, the mic will work, and I'll be able to buy you guys some cocktails. Um, yeah, no, for sure. Hey, before we before we uh, get into what you're doing, uh, real quickly, I, as somebody who's a whose whose job it is now to kind of watch the news and have an opinion on it, uh, and somebody who's who worked for WWE and has been around the business, I was wondering what your thoughts were on the, the WWE show uh, Crown Jewel uh, that took place in Saudi Arabia. There was a lot of controversy behind that. I'm wondering, as a, a news guy and also a wrestling guy, what your thoughts on WWE doing that show were. Well, you know, uh, well, first of all, I support the WWE 100%. And uh, here's why. One, they are, the WWE is entertainment. And they do, they've always done a good job of staying out of the political spectrum. They don't lead one way or the other because they know they have fans on both sides of the aisle. But um, I was, had the, uh, the privilege and opportunity to be the first match in Russia. Uh, wow. I think it was in 2000, uh, I want to say 13 or 12. And at the time when we went to Russia to do shows in Russia, there was a lot of stuff uh, going on about Russia. There was some, uh, the Crimea situation, um, you know, the year before they had some stuff going on with Georgia. Uh, There's always human rights issues with uh, Russia. And uh, we went out there, we did a, a show, we did a performance. And um, I remember that night I got, uh, after the show, I uh, ended up having a drink with uh, Triple H after the show. And uh, I, I remember he had some great advice about wrestling in places. Uh, they don't get to see these things, like the, the, what it is to be American, what it is to come from a free society. And, um, you know, if one, if one kid, just one kid watching that show has a different idea of what it is to be American, what it is to, to express yourself and follow your dreams and stuff, then we did our job. And it's the same thing in Saudi Arabia. Like, if any group of people needed a chance to get away from it, have some fun, 
uh, cheer, boo, be a part of the show. It's the people of Saudi Arabia. I mean, uh, there's they're going through some monumental changes. Women's rights are still improving. It's a long way to go. Um, what happened over there was terrible. But again, the WWE is entertainment, and you know it was. And there's a lot of troops in Saudi Arabia too. So it wasn't just the Saudi Arabian people. Also, the troops get a chance to see a little bit of uh, home, and only the only the WWE can Hulk Hogan come out. I'm a real American in Saudi Arabia <laughs> and they cheer and they and they cheer him for it. So that that in itself shows that entertainment transcends bias. And maybe the next time there's a flag burning in Saudi Arabia, there'll be some kids with some WWE shirts on that might not partake in it. And then if that's the case, you you've changed ideas, you change minds. But more importantly, you you, you broaden horizons, and that's the point of shows, that's the point of the circus, that's the point of movies and entertainment. We leave the politician, politic into the politicians. and um, Do we have to? You know, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately we do, but here's the thing. If, if, the, if the United States had uh, said, like, hey, the, the government should shut down and not doing stuff, WWE would have respected it. Sure. And I also have, I don't have any issues with John Cena or Daniel Bryan. They did what they did what was best for their brand. Um, and their, their decision for their families and respect and the WWE respects it and uh, I respect it. But the show, we have a saying, next man up and the show must go on. So I, I don't have any issues with it. Hey, you know, you, you've uh, become hugely popular, uh, not only for your wrestling. Uh, do you, are you like officially retired or are you still, are you still? Oh, uh, no, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not done by, I still want to wrestle for another two years. Um, and I'm doing stuff with House of Hardcore. I'm actually, me and uh, Robbie E are tagging up against uh, David Arquette and some jabroni buddy of his at the House of Hardcore December 8th in Philly. So uh, I'm excited about that. But uh, it's more been a scheduling thing sure. than anything else just because I got uh, my new show on PC on Fox Nation. I also have a, a, a radio show coming together and uh, I've had some some acting stuff going on. I just finished The Purge um, and then I got some new stuff coming on the horizon. So, and plus my normal, you know, the Greg Guffield show, a lot of work to keep that show running, the number one show on Saturday nights. And then I'm now officially a regular on the Dana Perino show. So I stay pretty busy and stay on top of my training. I, I always put a hashtag, hashtag be ready. You know, uh, we always talk about that one more run in you, but I, I'm, I'm prepared. You know, I would like to, I would like to go like once I get everything settled with my new shows and I, I would like to give uh, another year or two to wrestling and then, you know, retire the night right way, maybe come back, say goodbye to the fans and, and hang them up and, and then uh, work on opening doors for the, the next generation of wrestlers after uh, or during their time to continue to be in entertainment and um, grow. You know, I think that's a responsibility, um, that wasn't always there for the guys before me, but the guys coming behind me, um, let's say 10 years from now, I would like to be one of the people that they'd be like, you know what, give uh, Tyrus a call. He can point you in the right direction. Absolutely. And that, that sort of ties up with what I was going to ask you, which is, you know, WWE likes to do a lot of ties with people who have cross promotion, uh, you know, fans. It's, and it's always good to to try to grow your your audience, obviously. And you have a whole new audience on one side. You got the wrestling audience that's watched you for years. And now you have the Fox News audience that uh, watch you every Saturday on Greg Gutfeld and your new show, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, if they uh, call you and say, 
said, hey, we'd like to do a, a mania run to put it all together. Is something that uh, you might be interested in? 100%. If uh, Impact called me and said they wanted to do um, – uh, oh, man, I forgot what the favorite view is. Uh, House of Glory or whatever it is, uh, I'd be down with it. You know, uh, House of Hardcore called and said, uh, you know, we want to do some stuff. And I was like, absolutely. I love wrestling. Wrestling will always be my passion. And the WWE is where it all started for me. And uh, I attribute my success from a lot of the things that I was taught with my time in the WWE. I was with some great legends, some great minds, some great entertainers. And uh, so it would only be natural to go back home to wrap it up, I think. Now, in, I, in a perfect world, that would be, that would be great. I do too, and hey, they don't don't beat up David Arquette too much. He's he's really a nice guy, but uh, don't. Yeah, well, he, long as he's on the other side of the apron, I, I really, he can be a nice guy afterwards. So uh, understand you know how it is. Once the bell rings, and once the bell rings, it's game on. And once it's over, like we we cool again. Understood. Hey, uh, just to wrap it up, uh, Fox Nation, it's an online streaming service, which you're a, if you look at the promotion, you're a huge part of uh, uh, promoting it. Big that, push. That, that, yeah, a big push. That must be, that must have meant a lot to you to see when that, uh, when that uh, promotional stuff came out, that they had you smack dab in the middle, larger than almost everybody else, you know, larger than life, that they had the trust in you to, uh, to make you a centerpiece of, of that Fox Nation platform. Well, I think, uh, one, at the end of the day, it's the fan response and uh, being one of the fastest rising uh, stars at Fox News is pretty cool. Plus, uh, my crossover appeal, uh, wrestling fans tune in and watch me. And then, of course, acting and stuff, you know, just that 18 to 45 demographic that Fox uh, News typically doesn't have, they have with me. So it's a whole new genre. But they have the confidence in me. Uh, to be like, we're going to feature you in a new promotion, uh, you know, and I went all in. You know, it's just the wrestling mentality. We we worked, you know, to be to be a, a good wrestler, you got to work 320 days a year. To be a great wrestler, you have to work every day of the year. And so it's the same mindset, the same routine that I was – I was just talking to uh, Santino uh, about this the other day when I was talking to him. Like, we built routines. Like, we traveled – we got good night's sleep. We got up. We trained. We performed. We traveled. Got good night's sleep. We got like you get into a routine. And when it comes to working, I, I feel like wrestlers, especially, have an advantage over actors. We have an advantage over political pundits because they need a lot of help. And we're all self-made. We realize that we get in front of that camera, it's sink or swim. And very rarely in life do you get retakes. You know, especially when you when you're live, you're live. And I think. The, the best lesson in that was when uh, Sid Vicious was like, oh, man, let's do it again. And Jim Ross was like, we're live, pal. <laughs> like, you only get, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, and that training, and even, and I'm not making fun of Mr. Justice at all, but, um, or Vicious, whatever you want to call him, but, like, in seeing that lesson and seeing Booker T get passionate and go too hard on Hulk Hogan that one night, uh, you learn from their mistakes or whatever, but they never make the same mistake twice. And then wrestling, uh, that was always uh, something that our Anderson said. I don't mind if you make mistakes, but I mind if you make the same mistake over and over again. It's a lesson you can't learn and you know good to me. It's a lesson Kevin Sullivan taught me, and it's a life lesson I passed on to my kids. Um, real quickly, because I know you have to be on set, and I thank you for your time. Tell us about you. You had mentioned your new show, PC Nation, I believe? On PC, yeah. On uh, PC. We, we're pushing the envelope. Uh, we're going a little further with stories. We're keeping it real. And we're going to talk about other stuff that's going on in the news. Uh, not going to hear a whole lot of stuff about Trump, uh, President Trump on my show. Like, I feel like he gets 
oversaturated by either praising him or complaining about him. So we're going to talk about uh, real people stuff. Of course, sometimes you just can't avoid it. But the goal is uh, to talk to real people, have real guests, have some fun. Uh, we're going to touch on some tough, tough subjects and try to look at both sides and find a way to uh, meet in the middle somewhere. So it's less of a political show, more of a, of a person show. And we're not going to uh, be politically correct in terms of the way we talk about things. But sometimes uh, the truth is a little painful and we have to accept it and find ways to work together. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not a PC guy, and uh, uh, but I'm a no, big... No, sir. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, Fox Nation, uh, I know it's, it's debuting pretty soon here. I don't have the exact date in front of me. November, uh, November 27th is the launch date. November 27th. All right. Thank you for that. And uh, hey, thank you for your time as always. Like I said, you're a man of your word, and uh, uh, you are a uh, class act, and I will be in New York City again, and maybe that Michael work. We need to, you need to buy Body slam that, uh, I'll, uh, that, that I'll, I'll that, make sure there's I'll make sure there's two mics. Just tell the warm up guy to stay home. I've been doing warm up for 25 years. Yeah, you know we got. You. <laughs> hey, we, by we, the we, way, we'll make it happen. By the way, my dad has become a huge fan of yours. He watches Gutfeld just to hear uh, your stuff. He he texts me all the time. Oh my God, did you hear what Tyra said? So just based on the fact that uh, I, I had told him about being a guest of yours at the show, he's uh, he's become a good a big fan, and he's a liberal. So uh, so congratulations, you got yourself a liberal fan. I'll take him. There you go. Tell your dad, thank you so much for watching. Good luck on uh, on your new show and on Fox Nation. We'll be back in touch down the road. Yes, sir. All right, as we do a little follow-up this week on City Ringside, catching up with an old friend, Jeff Jarrett. Welcome to the podcast once again. How are you, sir? Dave, let's use that old friend just loosely, just acquaintance or or someone that I used to work with. Let's not... Take it to the level of friendship, if you don't mind. Okay. All right. I'm Dave, never, just kidding. I'm, no, man. I know. It's, I know. Great to, it's great to hear your voice. How <laughs> hey, are you doing today? Hey, it's not like you invite me over for Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I Actually, I was. that was going to be one of my questions after we got finished off the air. Have you got the invite? We, we, sent, it, <laughs> we sent it FedEx this year because last couple of years, you know, it's gotten lost. You, you know, I'm a big fantasy mail. football guy, and I know that you, in the past you hosted the uh, the Nashville area uh, wrestling. Uh, well, it used to be TNA, but it's not anymore. You hosted that uh, the draft at your house, and it was always sort of on my bucket list to be at that draft. But do you still have that league? Uh, we still have that league, and I think I'm going on. Uh, this is the 14th consecutive year out of the last nine that I've won the championship. So it's. Um, Pretty good. I'm, I'm in first place again this year, all kidding aside. I Who do you have on speed dial to help you out? I have Adam Rank on speed dial. <laughs> look, look, it's flip that question. Who has me on speed dial? <laughs> I, know, I, I, know, I know that you have to have people on speed dial, but it's like, who has me? And I can't field all the calls, but hey, Dave, it's called fantasy football. It's yeah. my fantasy, so I will <laughs> uh, tell the story any way I want. Well, you, you know me. I can't make a decision to save my life, so I need to. sometimes I need to phone a friend. Hey, uh, yeah, like- well, well, Kamara, I've got him on the team. A couple of weeks ago, we had a little scare with him that he wasn't going to get as many carries. I got Deshaun. Who's your QB? In one league, it's Mahomes, which was great. In the other league, it was, uh, it was um, uh, Garoppolo and – I'm in second place, believe it or not, knock on wood, but uh, I've had to stream, you know, and it's not been 
I, I, I just picked up Dak Prescott, so I'm hoping Dak will get me more than 10 points because uh, Andy Dalton has been a letdown. Joe Flacco I thought would do good a couple weeks ago. Nothing. So I've got uh, – and th- this uh, this is just another one of my genius picks – I got uh, I got Deshaun Watson, but my backup is Saban Mayfield. What a surprise! So all good there. Baker Mayfield. My bad. Yeah, well, Saban's a buddy of mine. Jesus, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Saban is a is a buddy of mine. But anyhow, my son uh, actually and- smartened me up to Mahomes. He got him in the our father son league, and then I took him in in, in a different league and. Uh, it's worked for both of us. Hey, we didn't come on and talk about fantasy football. I know your time is limited, <laughs> but anytime you want to talk fantasy football, hey, just give me a call. And uh, uh, it's my favorite subject for about 16 weeks a year. Um, last we spoke, you were preparing for kind of a big uh, project, uh, StarCast, with all the different panel discussions, streaming on Fight uh, TV, Fight App. And I know I was got to be a part of that, which was a blast. And so when you look back on that now, a couple of months later, how did that go? Is it better than expectations? Well, from a um, yes, it, it exceeded everything in so many ways. Um, it, it's just sort of unbelievable how I don't want to say technology because it just that that narrows the scope. But yes, the technology afforded us to do that. But the growth of fight, uh, not just because I got a right partnership with them, but but you know, in in reality, they have literally exploded uh, in this last year. Happy to be a, a part of that, play a role in that. And 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 the the big thing on Starcast is is going in. I felt real good about the the concept, and yeah, there was. And you, Dave, obviously you were there and it was a blast. But, you know, there were some rough things around the edges on production and how's this going to go off. And it was a very ambitious effort because there were two stages going at once. And but, you know, again, the technology, you know, the, the viewer at home didn't have the necessary stress that me, you and a few others <laughs> had with doing two stages at once and opening and closing and getting all that done. But, you know, the the, the meat and potatoes of what was out there was unbelievable and you know, the Sean Mooney, I could go on and on down the list of, of, of real content that came out of that, that the Monday Night War debate with Bruce and Eric, stuff like that, man. It is uh, not just because I, I got uh, enough to be able to promote it, uh, but as a real fan being there. And Dave, I think me and you might have shared this a couple of times, sort of listening to the stuff. It's some of the most compelling professional wrestling slash sports entertainment content that I've ever been a part of, whether it was a fan, whether it was in the ring, out of the ring, whatever it may be. Uh, it was some great stuff. So, uh, Starcast, uh, what a, I mean, just a smashing success on so many levels. So we were talking to Tony, uh, very, very pleased. We're, we're yeah. talking to Tony Schiavone earlier and I, uh, remember him doing stand up right after Funches did stand up. And I think me and you and Bischoff all looked at each other and said, when did, when did Tony become, and I'd mentioned this to him, <laughs> when did Tony become so funny? But he was great. No, and the content was, was fantastic. And I actually, uh, the mark I am, I actually went back after that weekend and, and watched uh, about 90% of it over again. Uh, and, and it held, it holds up for sure. It's, it's it was great stuff. So yeah, one one of the things me and Conrad talked about is is that you know going around next go around on how much better I believe and and I think Conrad as well on how we'll improve on things because the and, and the reason I say that is the little nuggets that you hear uh, here and there like Tony and his stand up or or just off the cuff stuff or 
some of the things that you look back on and go, wow, that that was super compelling. We need to dial in on that kind of stuff. It just it was really fun. Yeah. So I, sure. I, I honestly could talk about StarCast for, for quite a while, but I know we are pressed on time. And you said you had uh, only two questions. So what's the next one? I have a couple more than two, but a few less than tw- <laughs> anyway, 10. Hey, speaking of Conrad and uh, StarCast, any hints that you could give about any future StarCast events? I know at one point Conrad was saying one and done. Uh, any hints you could give on if we're going to be at another StarCast, if you're going to be at another StarCast? If I have anything to do with it, there absolutely uh, is going to be a StarCast 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Uh, but with that being said, I have absolutely nothing to do with that decision. That is – you know, Conrad Thompson, his brand, um, it is something that uh, rightfully so. He, he, you know, that didn't happen overnight. His, his podcast with Bruce and obviously Tony and, and Eric and how he's built his platform out and his audience and, and all of that that goes with it. So he's driving that bus and I'm, I was happy to be on it uh, one way or another. But, um, you know, I, I can't imagine Conrad long before he got into the rest of the business, he's a businessman. Sure. So, um, you know, from a strictly a business decision, I, I have yet to see an idea why it would be a one and done. Although, um, you know, if it was super stressful and he didn't want to go down that road again, I, I get that as well, but I'm sure hoping for a star cast too. Myself as well. Recently to switch gears a little bit, you, uh, uh, lost your hair in a uh, hair versus hair match in Mexico. And uh, how, how was that experience? Um, uh, you know, you've had, uh, you know, I, I hate to be trite about it, but, you know, you, you, you're born and you have the same head of hair and you cut it different ways and you grow it long and then you spike it. But it's always there. How was it a little bit of a shell shock to uh, to get it wiped out? You know, um that is a loaded question on, on a couple of levels, but I'll say this at, at my stage uh, of my career at, at, and, and the year that I've had this year is been incredibly blessed in so many ways. Uh, but for me to be in a, you know, from a business perspective, me being a, in a single, uh, not a tag, not a six man, um, you know, a straight one-on-one man on man match, um, with I'll call him my arch nemesis, but you know, Ray Wagner is God, he's an icon in that country. I mean, he has been, uh, you know, uh, a main eventer, a true, true main eventer. Um, it's, it's, it goes without saying on so many levels, he's been a main eventer. And for me and him to have a one-on-one air versus air match, uh, and in Mexico, which, you know, to the non, to the wrestling fan, who's not familiar with Mexico, it, it, it can come across as, oh, there's just another hair versus hair match. In Mexico, it's not that's not accurate. You know, the, the, the mask, losing your mask or lo- losing your hair, it's a really big deal. Yeah, obviously, a payoff comes with it. But, but uh, in this set of circumstances, uh, it's, 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 it's a pretty, you know, in one, in one instance, Dave, I'll look back and this is somewhat of a bucket list item. Uh, to, to be, and, and, you know, it, it, and the hair versus hair, my hair, so to speak, has been talked about uh, back when Antonio Pena was alive. So it goes back 15 plus years. And so, uh, yeah, uh, I, on a personal note, I'll leave that off record, but I can tell you this, Karen and my girls uh, and Cody, uh, more importantly, uh, you know, C- Cody sort of gave me the look of <laughs> what the heck happened. And then uh, what did he do? He went and wanted to get his hair cut. Just like mine. Of course he did. 
not shaved bald, but, but he's certainly <laughs> got, got the uh, flat top. So Cody has uh, got sympathy for with me here in the house. But no, it's been pretty cool. How's it, it growing? Really How's it growing back? Well, that's that's another. You, know, you talk about you know I've got heat in Mexico, right? So they they love it when I've got about just as much heat in the house because you know how women are. They're they're jealous because it's growing back so quick. My hair is really growing back quick. So pretty cool. Oh yeah, I remember when I came back, uh, had a cup cup of coffee with Impact, and um, uh, had like about an hour conversation with me and a couple other guys with uh, El Hijo de Fantasma uh, about uh, how important the mask is. He was talking about his dad. He was talking about the money that that that, that you get. He was talking about how historic it is, and 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 the hair as well. And then recently, he at Triple Mania, I believe, he lost his yeah. uh, his. It was just ironic. I had that conversation with him uh, about, and I don't think it, at that point he thought he was losing his mask anytime soon. But uh, if the payoff is anything near where he had said that they generally are for a Triple Mania like event, uh, I could certainly see why why he would do it because uh, uh, he was talking big money. Uh, moving on, you did the uh, you produced, I believe, I don't know the exact title, the 70th anniversary NWA show. We had. Um, uh, Nick Aldis on uh, to promote that, and I know that it was the biggest, uh, probably for you, uh, pretty cool uh, record to break with your history, the biggest gate in the history of the Nashville Fairgrounds. How did that go as far as uh, the, a live event? And I know you had a couple glitches, but as far as a pay-per-view? It was um, um, just, again, I'll go back to this year. You know, when me and the NWA sat down and – it was before the actual holiday ceremony, but so back in April or I mean March, you know, we talked about doing something together. And then, if you would have asked anybody during that time that that you know we would have set the uh, live gate record, uh, I'd have called you crazy. If you would have said that it would have been Cody Rhodes um, defending the title, uh, I would have said no way. Um, you know, just all, the, all uh, how it all laid out. It's it's amazing. It's it's, it's definitely um, you know God's been looking favorably down because it just on so many levels. And yeah, and then the fight going into that. You know, when when you set up a a production, um, you know, it's a business, and and you have to have uh, budgets in place. And you know, although you you would like to spend uh, for for discussion's sake, you know. $100,000 uh, on, on production, but you really have a $10,000 budget. Sure. You have to make certain decisions. It is what it is. Uh, but, but with all that being said, it was, it truly was with, with, with all things considered. And in that venue, you know, that venue, obviously the asylum and the TNA pay-per-views, uh, it has, uh, it, and the look is fantastic, but you know, getting Wi-Fi in that building, it's not like we have the big satellite trucks out in the parking lot like we had back in the day. You know, we're running off Wi-Fi. There's not really a strong system in that building. So we had to bring in a lot of stuff. The space is limited. It was great. The meet and greet is the one thing that 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 when looking back on it, how special it was with with, you know, with Dory Funk in the house with Blue Demon. Um, you know, you, you look down the road, there's Tony Shivani and Jim Cornette. Uh, you know, at, at the very end, uh, some people know this, that J.J. Dillon. Uh, you know, ha had a, a a health situation come up. So Magnum TA, uh, and, you know, we were, uh, my understanding, NWA, you know, has got a great relationship prior to this. Obviously, he came out and, and moving forward, but they were going to do a thing with J.J. Dillon, but Magnum stepped up and, and how all that came off. And then 
you know, Road Warrior Animal and Cody and just if you're an NWA fan, you don't even have to be an NWA fan, but but it was you know, if you were an NWA fan, I can't tell you how many fans came up to me. And and almost yeah, I, I, it was very 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 nice how 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 thankful they were that under one roof um, they got to come out. It, it was really cool. And and we did the post show press conference and streamed that. So great event. Uh, it, it didn't. It certainly had its flaws. Uh, but at the end of the day, everybody that was a part of that, uh, even the fans included, remember that as a really really special night. So Global Force Wrestling is is in your mind. Is it still a wrestling promotion, or has it shifted to become a content provider with your uh, partnership with Fight? All of the above, and 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 again, you know, the strategy. Um, I, I, I'm right in the middle of a, a, a pretty cool. Uh, I don't want to call it a book because it's it's it's. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it's 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 a it's a lengthy blog put together as is somewhat of a, a periodical type deal. Uh, but it's it's being able to adjust. Um, and, you know, it, it goes without saying that 2014, when I just named the company, and here we are, 2018, 2019, it, it, it's had, however you want to call it, different flavors, different looks, different tastes, uh, the merger, the non-merger, the litigation, just everything that goes with uh, GFW. Uh, and now we're into some music things that are going to be coming out in 2019. We've got a couple of different projects with fight we're working on. Uh, and so we are a, yes, it's, it's still, you know, the, when you say, is it a, is it a promotion, uh, in the traditional sense? No. Will it become, uh, will it evolve back into a traditional sense? My guess would be yes. Right now, the partnership with fight and the way the landscape is, uh, whether it's NBA 70, whether it's Starcast, now Russell Cade's coming up, you know, that event's been around six, seven years, and I've been a part of three or four of them. This year, I think it's by far the biggest event. The card is absolutely stacked. It, it's on fight. It's uh, the marketing uh, and the indicators and the likes and all that data that, that uh, I, I love to hate or love to love, but no, <laughs> that comes in. Uh, it's great. Now, it, I don't and I'm kidding when I say love to hate, but it's, it's so much to digest. But, man, uh, I'm looking um, – you know, I think Russell Cade is, is going to be, uh, I think it's one of those things that just technology lining up, fights growth, Russell Cade's awareness, Thanksgiving weekend, uh, the wrestling fan, the independent scene, you know, from all in to NWA 70 and events, you know, a- around the globe. Things are lining up. So I'm very excited about Russell Cade this year. And, and, and with that being said, Back to your original question about GFW or, or GFE, Global Force Entertainment, because when we deal with music, folks, uh, the wrestling terminology doesn't work so much, Dave. Sure. So uh, Global Force Entertainment has actually been the name of the organization uh, on, on paper in the business and the tax documents. It's always been GFE from day one. Uh, Global Force is just the name of the wrestling side of things. So uh, even back then, we, we when we got the company and the, the guys that I, that I work with and a couple of mentors, uh, you know, it was named GFE from the beginning. So uh, we're excited about it. And I cannot wait for 2019 as far as the wrestling side of things as, as we start to continue to push things out on that level. You piqued my interest on this music thing. Uh, you know, I'm a huge uh, live music fan. So uh, uh, looking forward to seeing what you're doing on the music side. And uh, I might have to hit you up for a favor or two there. But uh, we'll, we'll, yeah, cross, all right. we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Uh, so, um 
You talked about WrestleCade, and uh, before we finish up and talk uh, about that event, any expectations of working uh, WrestleMania weekend for WWE now that you're a Hall of Famer? I I have absolutely no idea. I know that's um, I've I've got two or three things non WWE related uh, that we've already got on the book. So uh, that I'll call it that entire week uh, is 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 really going to be cool. You know, I head back over to the UK. Uh, at the end of this month. And so between UK and then AAA, um, uh, you know, my, my dealings with those guys down there and then the fight situation, um, super busy, super, super busy. So WrestleCade is this weekend and uh, it's on fight uh, two days, Friday and Saturday. You're- it's actually Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Um, three days. Uh, we have a uh, showcase of champions and the super show. And then the day after, uh, on on Sunday, so it's three days, and, and one of the things that's got a flavor of the panel, twenty five years, uh, it's going to be an ECW panel discussion. And when I sit down, you know, obviously it harkens me back to Starcast. That is going to be a fantastic panel discussion. Yeah, I saw the the names involved, and it it, for, it should be absolutely fascinating. And that's available exclusively on Fight TV, correct? Fight app, absolutely exclusive, and uh, follow uh, Global Force Wrestling. Uh, dot com or at GFW Wrestling on Twitter or Instagram, and it will give you all the news there. All right. Good luck with that event. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Good luck with fantasy football, and uh, we'll have to talk about this music stuff. I'm, you piqued my interest. You got it, Dave. All right. Take care, I Jeff. Thank you very much. Give me. Good old Jeff Jarrett always has a few things up his sleeve, and it was great talking to him as always. And I'd love to—I need to be in a fantasy football league league with him because almost always I win mine, and he always claims at least he wins his. So uh, we need to go head to head, Mister Double J, uh, Hall of Famer. But um, looking forward to seeing what he has. I know WrestleCade is this weekend, and uh, a lot of cool stuff. The ECW uh, panel is going to be really neat, and they got a great show. I've been a guest at Wrestle. Uh, in the past and it is a first class event so if you could be there live be able to check it out in the Winston-Salem area if not check it out on the Fight app Fight TV and I want to thank Jeff want to thank Tyrus wish him the best uh, on his new show uh, UnPC on Fox Nation and also the Greg Gutfeld show and uh, I'm going to head back to New York one of these days with a working mic so I could uh, intro Greg Gutfeld what a what a class act that entire crew was from the producer to Greg himself to the guests and everybody working the only one that wasn't a class act <laughs> was the MC who was hot about me introing Greg uh, talk about uh, petty and uh, thank you to Tony Schiavone for coming back on and chatting with us and uh, I'll be rooting for Georgia in the SEC championship game, and uh, uh, we'll see what happens. If you are an Alabama fan, chances are you will probably win the whole darn thing. Just move the team to the NFL already. I want to see how you guys could do. But uh, much respect to uh, Nick Saban, not uh, personally, uh, but professionally. Uh, he is certainly uh, to college football what Bill Belichick has been to the NFL. Hey, 
Want to remind you to uh, follow me as we spoke earlier on Twitter at David Penzer at Penzer Ringside. Be sure to spread the word. If you enjoy the shows, be sure to uh, download. Be sure to subscribe. And if you can, if the platform is right, be sure to leave a review. Spread the word and let me know what you thought of this follow-up episode uh, with Tony Schiavone, Tyrus, and Jeff Jarrett. Hey, a huge congratulations to... Blake Snell for winning the Cy Young Award. And once in a while, I got to talk a little Rays baseball. And uh, I w- didn't think that they were going to give a small market team the love. A young pitcher who doesn't have a history of doing Cy Young things, but he had a Cy Young year. Uh, t- we had talked about it a little bit with Matt Stryker a couple of months ago. And I tweeted Matt Stryker and asked if he was surprised. And he said he was not. So congratulations to Blake Snell. Hey, I want to wish you all a very, very, very happy Thanksgiving and Uh, We hope to be back on Monday with another edition of Sitting Ringside. The Thanksgiving weekend uh, taping schedule may get a little uh, tough, but we're going to try our best, and we expect that we will be here next week with another edition. But uh, until then, just want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. I started this out not having any clue really what a podcast was, not having any clue. You know, all I knew is I wanted to talk to some guys that were friends and tell some stories, and I didn't know if anybody would enjoy it, and I didn't know if anybody would give a crap. And it turns out that there's a whole bunch of people that give a crap and enjoy it. So, hey, uh, I am humbled beyond belief uh, just to be able to do this every week and that people actually want to tune in and listen. So thank you so much. Uh, Have a great Thanksgiving. Special Thanksgiving thoughts and prayers to Roman Reigns. I hope to see you back doing what you do real soon Roman Reigns so until next time I am David Penzer still sitting ringside happy Thanksgiving we'll see you next week follow David Penzer on Twitter at David Penzer also make sure to follow the show on Twitter at Penzer ringside you've been sitting ringside with David Penzer on Radio Influence This is a Landry football with Chris Landry. Quick fix on Radio Influence. Clemson is definitely getting better. Definitely the team that looks most capable of challenging Alabama. They really are, after the BC win last week, which we thought they would get, um, not nearly going to get that challenge the rest of the way. South Carolina is a good team. Uh, Rivalry game. Uh, but don't see that being something that's going to scare Clemson. And then the conference championship game, uh, don't think that it's anyone's going to get Clemson. So looking pretty good there for the Tigers. And they are scoring a lot of points, and they're the one team that could maybe pressure the quarterback well enough. And I don't think their their secondary is great, but it's it's good. And I think they they can score points. It's the one team that looks like that they possibly could hang with Alabama on both sides of the ball. Beat them, I'm not sure, but hang with them. I think they can. Chris Landry brings you Landry football every week on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and, of course, RadioInfluence.com.